All right, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, we are in a series called He Is, and if you've been with us, this is a, be a seven-week series by the time we're done. Uh, we really talked about the first four weeks, He's Like. We talked about how the Holy Spirit is like uh, a dove and fire and water and oil, a seal. We talked about all these different things that He's like. He's not those things, but there's, there's things, uh, physical things on earth that really point us to God, that show us uh, the amazing things about those, that really show us that's who God is. And uh, so the Holy Spirit is God. He's not some vague thing that you can't know. You can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit just like you can with Jesus. And so we really, this whole series has really been about all of us, myself included, uh, maturing and growing in that relationship with the Holy Spirit and really uh, looking to receive and understand who he is in a greater way. And that's what the series has all been about. So our first four weeks were really understanding his personality, who he is as a person. We all have a personality. So does the Holy Spirit. We've been really looking at that. And now we've been talking about how he's God and how uh, some, some aspects, in fact, he's not, uh, we changed the series from he is like to he is and really aspects of only things that God can do. And so uh, I really wanted to, you to see uh, how he's a giver and we've been talking about all these gifts that only the Holy Spirit can give and it's, and it's through the Holy Spirit that he gives these things uh, and so Jesus, the really heart of this series came from Jesus and John 16, he was talking to his disciples and us and he said, you know, it's really to, to uh, your advantage that I go away uh, knowing uh, obviously that Jesus was gonna die and resurrect from the grave and ascend into heaven. He said, it's really to your advantage that I ascend to heaven because I'm gonna go to the Father and I'm gonna ask him to send the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, you're gonna know. Uh, there's gonna be a great advantage. There's gonna be a great benefit in your life. And of course, he displayed that on Pentecost. And every single day since then, the Holy Spirit has been uh, filling believers all over the world. And there's a tremendous advantage or benefit for us as believers that have the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus was talking about. And that's what the series is all about. Uh, and 1 Corinthians 12, verses four and 11, uh, uh, we were talking about the gifts that the Holy Spirit, that he's a giver. Uh, just like Jesus is a giver, Jesus gives us salvation, he gives us righteousness, he gives us so many things, so many gifts uh, freely that Jesus gives us, so does the Holy Spirit. He also uh, you know, takes the gifts that Jesus gives and also uh, there's gifts that he gives personally as uh, part of the Trinity, there's, there's special gifts that the Holy Spirit gives as well and that's what we've been talking about. So it's very important that we understand the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit always go together. In fact, Paul says, what is the point? You can't give away the gifts of God if you don't love somebody. It's like a clanging gong. So they always go together. So don't ever get these out of balance. They, they're mutually, mutually exclusive. That we're, to, that we're to be the followers of God. I know we're not perfect, but we're to be seeking the heart of God and living that out the best that we can. I love how Jacob and Amy said, look, it doesn't matter if we're here at church, we're at home, we're at work, we're the same person. Uh, there's no separation of those things. And so, uh, so really, as you think about the gifts, I want you to know that the fruits will, should also be displayed uh, as these gifts are given to you as well. But 1 Corinthians 12, I'm gonna read this out of the New Living Translation. I read it out of the New King James tra Translation last week, uh, but I just wanna read it out of the different translations because sometimes they hit home in different ways, uh, but they're saying the same thing. So uh, let's read this together. It says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives faith to another, and to someone else, the Spirit gives a gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. 
Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Uh, so here, and we talked about this last week, but I just want to reiterate each week as we do this, the importance of this, uh, the redundant thing that's spoken in these verses is that it's the Holy Spirit doing these things. It's the Holy Spirit, it's him. It's the spirit that's distributing, it's the spirit that owns these gifts, and it's the Holy Spirit that distributes these gifts. We receive them from the Holy Spirit, but he owns them, he distributes them, then he gives us to each one is what the Bible says. So it doesn't say he gives them only to pastors, he doesn't give them to just apostles, the apostles, he, he doesn't give them just to the spiritual elite. He gives them to each believer, every believer, as he wills, he distributes them. So there's gonna be a season, a time, and I hope that you have the faith to believe this, that there's gonna be a time in your life where the Holy Spirit is gonna distribute to you a gift there's nine different gifts. The first week talk, we talked about the discerning gifts. Last week we talked about um, the, gifts, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, and the gift of discerning of the spirits. Those are three of the gifts that are discerning that the Holy Spirit can give you. If you missed that, you can catch that uh, last week. You can catch that online. This week we're going to talk about the dynamic gifts. Now, we say dynamic in a sense that the outcome of them is divine. The, the outcome of them is supernatural. It's not something that you can explain. It's dynamic. Uh, it doesn't mean that these gifts are more important than the other gifts. I believe every gift is equally important because they're all God. Uh, so, but these gifts, uh, when you see them, it's emphatically known that it, this came from the Holy Spirit. There's no way that we could have done this. It's something that God has done in our life and through our lives. Uh, but remember, the gifts are his. He owns the gifts. He's distributing them to us. And the reason why he gives them to us, if you learned anything last week, is for what? To give it away. It's for other people. He's given you the gift, as, as the scriptures say, to give to others. There's nine spiritual gifts. Eight of them are for other people. One of them is for you, uh, but it can also become for other people if it's interpreted. We'll talk about that next week. So all of these gifts are for other people. God is going to give them to you. He's going to distribute them to you. He's the owner, and he's going to give them to you, and you're going to receive them, but then you're to give them the way. You're to be faithful and obedient to say, okay, God, uh, there's somebody, and God will reveal that to that person is to give this gift away to. Uh, and that's the way gifts work, aren't they? You buy a gift to what? To give it away. The Holy Spirit's given you his gift. He's given you his gift, and he's given it to you to give away. And so that's the nature of a spiritual gift. Today, I want to talk about three, three more gifts. So this would be six of the nine. Next week, we'll, we'll finish with the declarative gifts. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about the dynamic gifts, and the first one being the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Now, many of you say, well, don't we all need faith? Yes, faith in itself. In fact, Ephesians 2, it says, we're saved by grace through faith, right? So all of us need faith, uh, faith in God. Hebrews 11 describes faith as uh, having things that we've hoped for, but the evidence is found in the unseen. The evidence is found in God. The evidence is found in Christ. It's found in the Holy Spirit. Uh, the way that God answers those things that we hope for, salvation, uh, forgiveness, uh, love, all of those things that we hope for, that we all want in our lives is found in God. Every, all of those things are God. God is love, right? We find, uh, find hope in Christ. God is peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. All of those things that we desire inside that we hope for, we find in God. And so this is what faith is, is looking to a, a God that's way bigger than us, that has been perfect, that has never sinned, and he's, he's placing that faith inside of us. Now, there's a difference between that faith, that everyday faith that you live for Christ for, and special faith. 
uh, the gift that the Holy Spirit gives. Okay, this is, a, this is a gift from the Holy Spirit that he gives you an extra dose or an extra portion of faith, but it's specific. So let me define it for you so you can uh, see it. It'll be on the screens for you. But here's the definition. A supernatural portion of belief and confidence for a specific situation. So again, I want to give you biblical instances. Uh, we're going to look at Jesus. Now remember, Jesus is God, uh, but he also put down his Godhead for a moment and came to heaven as a, or came to earth as, as a man like us. And he relied on the Holy Spirit just like us. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus when he was baptized. And you see right from that moment when he received the Holy Spirit, we see him receiving these gifts, words of knowledge, uh, wisdom, discerning of spirits, gifts of healing, miracles. You see Jesus operating in all these gifts just like us, but he also has to listen and receive from the Holy Spirit and then give them away for other people. You see this in Jesus' life. Yes, he's God, but at this moment, he put down his Godhead. He couldn't see like he used to, uh, and he's a man like us, dependent on the Spirit of God, just like us. And so uh, we see this in Jesus' life, so I wanted to give you these, these situations. So the first one being found in Mark chapter 4. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. Mark chapter 4. And this is a great story, just a quick backdrop. If you're newer to the Bible, there's a, there's a time when Jesus is speaking. And, um, you know, as Jesus' ministry grew, uh, many people started to surround him. In fact, uh, it's not long after his baptism, you see multitudes of people coming to Jesus. Now, uh, it's interesting, like, it's not, of course, Jesus was in the synagogues. But most of the time, Jesus is walking town to town and uh, what the love of Christ and all the things that God is doing is spreading throughout the city. So when Jesus would walk into town, multitudes of people would come to hear him and to be there. Some would want healing and some would just want to hear the message and some would, whatever the reason, they would all flock to Jesus. So there's multitudes of people and this is where we're at in the scripture. And one day they're, they're standing by the sea, there's multitudes of people and here's where we are, Mark chapter four, uh, verse 36. And this is the gift of faith in action. Let me show it to you. Uh, now when they left the multitude, they took him along in a boat. So they were on the sea, left the multitude, they went out in the boat. Uh, took him, Jesus, along in the boat as he was. And, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up, filling, mine just says filling, but filling with water. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. That's awesome. You don't think about Jesus sleeping very much, but here he is. He's sleeping on a pillow during a storm. For those of you deep sleepers, you've got some hope right there. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith, no, no faith, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So obviously they're getting to know Jesus is the Messiah, but they're also seeing a man who has great authority, who's given the gift of faith, that there's a crazy storm happen, and the disciples are so scared, they're like, Jesus, we're going to die, don't you care? We're going down, the boat's filling up with water and you're sleeping. And I love that Jesus didn't even wake up. I don't know about you, but if I'm on a boat and it's rocking and waves are coming, I think I might wake up. But Jesus is just out. The disciples go wake him up and say, hey, we're going down. Don't you care? And he wakes up. And I, I love a lot of the, uh, the moments like the gift of faith. When you see the Holy Spirit give Jesus uh, that gift, I, I love what he says and how he says it. 
Uh, because a lot of times we think, uh, you know, to be spiritual, we have to have these long prayers. We've got to tarry in prayer till it happens. But Jesus literally gets up and says, peace be still, it's done. Three words. That's the kind of prayers I'm talking about. I love that. I love that Jesus has that authority. He has that confidence. He has that boldness. This is the gift of faith. There's a storm happening. There's no way around it. Everyone knows they're going down if this storm doesn't change. And Jesus literally wakes up, says, peace be still. And then he says, hey, guys, where's your faith? But I love that Jesus, in the moment, had to listen to the Holy Spirit just like we did. He had to have that confidence to receive and say, hey, I don't know about, I mean, it takes a lot of faith to stand in the middle of the storm and say, stop. But I'm thankful Jesus did it. And this is what the gift of faith, this is the, a good example to get the faith, that you're gonna walk into somebody's situation, maybe it's a someone's storm, maybe not literally just like this, but there's gonna be a storm in somebody's life and God is gonna give you, he's gonna drop some words or some understanding or some confidence or some boldness that you're gonna say to them. And I don't know what those words will be, I don't know what the Holy Spirit may be putting inside of you, but you've gotta take that risk to say, peace be still. or whatever he's telling you to say. And I love this, that the gift of faith, when it's given to you, the situation changes. The storm goes away, or whatever you're speaking towards, it moves, it changes, it shifts. And the person that you gave it to, they know. They knew that that was a word from God. They knew that God did something on their behalf. I'm telling you, the disciples, they were amazed, weren't they? They said, who is this guy? He says, peace be still, and the wind goes away, the water stops, and this is to get the faith. The Holy Spirit's gonna give that to us at some point in our life to give to somebody else, and whatever they're going through, I don't know what the situation is, but whatever it is, when he gives it to you, you're gonna have the confidence, the knowing, and the boldness to speak, Maybe it's instantly like this moment or maybe they leave church or they leave work or they, whatever you're doing, have a lunch with somebody, they leave that situation and all of a sudden it changes and they come back and go, I can't wait to tell you what happened. You know, and the other day when we were in our production meetings, we talk about all of our messages every week and what God's saying and what he's gonna do. Uh, but in our production, I, I love this idea, the thought that, you know, a lot of times we'll be speaking to people and God will give us the gift of faith that we don't even know it, but we, we speak words to people, maybe, and a lot of times these gifts go together, by the way. So sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit's giving you just one gift and sometimes it's multiple gifts at the same time. So maybe it's a gift of faith and a gift of wisdom and a gift of knowledge or whatever it may be, but you give that to somebody you're in conversation, you're speaking to them, and they said, hey, I'll never forget what you said. And then you look back and go, what did I say? But you, you've had the faithfulness and the ability to be, you know, you're looking to God for this situation. You've been praying for that person or you're seeing what's happening in their life and you just speak truth over them. You speak grace over them. You speak God's word over them. And all of a sudden, things begin to move. I don't know how many times that's happened to me where I'm doing counseling or talking to somebody or having conversations with somebody. And, you know, we say something, I'll say something to them. And that, that word for them was gold. It was a gem. And I didn't even realize it. And then there's other situations that are just like this where there's a storm and you know you need to say the word. You know you need to go to them and you need to give them this word of encouragement or whatever it is. You know and by faith you need to give this to them. And the moment you do, things change, things shift. That's the gift of faith. That's the gift of faith. Hebrews 11, 
uh, verse six and seven. This is the, the faith hallmark. So I don't, um, uh, there's a lot of Old Testament examples as well. Uh, but in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, hey, here's the hallmark of faith. In fact, in verse six and seven, uh, in ver- verse six it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him, Jesus. And he who comes to God must believe that he is God, and that he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. This is talking about your everyday faith. This is, you can't please God. It's impossible to honor and please God without trusting him and loving him and walking for him. It's impossible. So we have to have faith, but then it breaks down these, these special faith moments in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, by faith, Noah, and how do we know it's special? Because right here, being divinely warned of these things not yet seen. So Noah believed God and was walking with God and trusted God, there was a moment in his life where God spoke to him and said, hey, there's gonna be a situation that's gonna happen and I need you to do this. That's the, that's the special gift of faith. Noah, you don't know what's gonna ha- about to happen, but I'm telling you, uh, the earth is gonna flood and I need you to build an ark. This has never happened on the earth until this time. And I need you to build an ark. And the world was mocking Noah. They were making fun of him. They didn't, they didn't believe what Noah was saying, but he trusted God. The gift of faith was put in him, and he said, okay, I have this special knowing and understanding and confidence and boldness. I don't care what the world's saying. I'm gonna believe what God said. Verse seven, uh, read it with me. It says, being divinely warned of these things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. There's something about the gift of faith. Look, there's, the world is gonna be whatever, the reality or whatever's happening is gonna happen, but when God speaks, that reality can change. That moment in your life can change. And I'm thankful that we have a God that cares enough about us and loves us, that sees everything and says, hey, will you trust me? Will you build an ark? Now, when I was early on in my faith, I... Uh, I was always interested in this story, but one thing that really interested me is like, so wait a second, here I live in 2019, and God, you're saying that you started with Adam and Eve, and you built the earth with Adam and Eve, and then things went to pot, and then you said, Noah, built an ark, and Noah built an ark, and you wiped out the whole earth, every, all mankind on earth except for Noah and his family, and here I am in 2022, this always perplexed me, I'm like, we're all related, Right? If we could do the family tree and go all the way back to Noah, we, we would find our place back to Noah somehow. But here we are, all egotistical and arrogant, and we think, well, my family tree is better than your family tree. We all have the same tree. God made us. Isn't it crazy? But this is a special gift of faith. Look, we've all missed God. We've all went our own separate ways. We've all denied God. But there's something powerful that when we give our life to Christ and we begin walking for Christ again, the Holy Spirit comes into our life, that there's these special moments where the Holy Spirit says, hey, I'm gonna show you something. And then that relationship with the Holy Spirit has to say, okay, I'm listening. And you receive what he's saying. And then there's a person that he wants you to give that to. You see, the gift of faith for Noah, yes, it was a blessing to him, but it was really a blessing to mankind. It was a blessing to his family, to his kids, 
to the animals and creation, to us, because we wouldn't be here without Noah, listening and obeying. The gift of faith, that's the gift of faith. Second one is the gift of healing. How many of you guys have seen the gift of healing? Anybody? The gift of healing, let me define it. It's found in 1 Corinthians 12, 9, that scripture I just read. But here's what it is. A supernatural provision of divine health. The supernatural provision of divine health. This is where God heals somebody supernaturally. There's, look, we need doctors. And I had to take Micah to the doctor yesterday. We had to go to the ER it's like a regular occurrence with Micah nowadays. He's always in the ER. So we had to take him to the ER. It's always on Saturday, right before a message too. So we had to take him to the ER. And so he, he was playing with water guns with our neighbors. And the dog got involved. And the dog tried to get the gun, but got Micah's arm. And so, but it looked like it popped his arm out of place. You know, it looked pretty freaky. It was real swollen up and uh, real scary. But so we took him in and everything was fine. But uh, we were praying God, because it really looked like his, one of his bones got pulled out of place. Uh, and so you all know if that happens, what it's like to get it back is not pleasant. So Mike is asking, well, what will they do? What will they do? Don't worry about it, buddy. You don't want me to tell you, really. You don't want to know, all right? <laughs> so, so we were praying, God, just let it be swelling. Let it be a tissue, and that's all it was. But, um, and today he's, he's wearing a sling, but he doesn't really need to. But you encourage him, okay? Bless you, brother. But, uh, but God, we're just thankful. Divine healing. I, this is supernatural. I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw divine healing. It was in Peru. It was in Lima, Peru. I think I've told this story before, but if you're new with, me, new with us. Uh, and a guy walked up to me. Now I was new in my faith. I, I knew God, but I didn't know anything about the Bible, really. Uh, I mean, if I, I couldn't explain this, these scriptures like I, like I am today back then. Uh, but I was, I was open to what God was doing. And this man walked up. He had Parkinson's. He had a cane. He was uh, you know, kind of later in Parkinson's, so shaking and walking was very difficult for him. Uh, so he came like bent over with a cane and walking. Uh, and I just, the gift of faith came into my life and the gift of healing at the same time. And I just knew God wanted to heal him. I didn't know how. And I remember, uh, I remember trembling, like the risk of telling somebody, I believe God wants to heal you. I remember because I'm new to my faith. I know nothing. If he would ask me for a scripture, I would have said, I don't know. He just said he wanted to heal you. I don't know. So, so he walks up to me, and I, I said, I believe God wants to heal you. Uh, and I remember saying this question, and I'll relate this in a second. I remember asking this question. I, said, I, I believe God wants to heal you. Are you okay with that? And of course he said, yeah, I'm okay with that. And so uh, we prayed for him. Uh, and again, I, this was new to me. This praying for somebody was really new to me. I've never really done that in my life. Uh, but I remember opening my eyes and um, and he's just like smiling at me. His eyes weren't closed, so that was weird for me. I'm praying with the eyes closed, and he's looking at me, smiling. And I'm like, I'm like, it was kind of awkward. I'm like, so? And he dropped his cane and started dancing and jumping around. He was totally healed of Parkinson's instantly like that. So, you know, I wish I had it on video back then, you know, but... That was my first instance of God divinely healing somebody. I'll never forget it. And it, yes, it was a blessing to me, but it was a blessing to that man. And this is, this is the gift of faith and the gift of healing at the same time. Again, it's for other people. You know, God's gonna give you that special knowing, but he's also gonna give you that divine, supernatural, how was he healed? I can't tell you how. I don't know how God did it, and it wouldn't be divine if, if I could tell you. you know, but there, there's a place... 
and healing. I, you know, and a lot of people have questions. I have questions. But let me give you an example first of divine healing in the scriptures. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you that, and then I'll, I'll share a story uh, with what somebody said. Uh, I had another one. Uh, somebody else just came up to me right before I came up here. Uh, but I'm always amazed that God, God is healing people today. And I hope you believe that. I hope you believe that God wants to heal you and others uh, because you're, you're really missing a beautiful gift, uh, really an amazing power of the Holy Spirit. But uh, John 5, 1 through 15. John 5, 1 through 15. This is a gift of healing. This is an amazing example of a gift of healing. And uh, this is about a guy that had been sick for a long time, 38 years. Can you imagine being sick for 38 years? This guy was sick for 38 years. And just a little backstory, if you don't know much about, about the Bible, because I'm going to read this, you might, it might be like, well, what's that? Uh, they believe there was this, uh, call it what you want, a story or a fairy tale, but they believe that they're, uh, back in the Old Testament, they used to have sacrifices, and before you sacrifice something, you had to wash it. It had to be pure and clean. It had to be washed before it could be sacrificed. So there was these pools uh, by each gate, and so at the sheep gate, there was this pool of Bethesda, and this man would lay next to the gate, but there was this, there was this kind of like um, superstition, I guess you would say, of uh, where, and a lot of scholars believe there was like a, a fountain or a, um, a underground stream that would cause bubbling in this pool, um, but there was this bubbling in this pool, and uh, the Bible describes it as a swirling of the water, and uh, so anyway, they Back then, they, they believed that when the water would swirl, this bubble would happen in the water, that the first one in the water would be healed. And so I don't know if that maybe happened one time or whatever, but this guy was like, yeah, this, the water's stirring and it's bubbling, but nobody can put me in there, so I can't get healed. Uh, so anyway, this is kind of a weird belief that this guy had believed, that uh, when they're stirring the waters, they used to believe that angels were stirring the water, and if you could get in there quick enough, they would heal you. Uh, so that's kind of the backstory. Uh, so this is where we're at. Jesus walks up to this pool in Bethesda, and this is the story. So afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was this pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds, listen to this, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, laid on the porches. One of them, men, lying there, had been sick for 38 years, when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, just like the question I asked the man that had Parkinson's, would you like to get well? And he said, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else wants to get there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping man, Matt and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed them. Have some fun reading this later. Right after he said that, they went to kill Jesus. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, first of all, this is the gift of healing. That is divine, supernatural healing. This man was laying there for 38 years. He went to that same pool every single, well, every single Jewish feast, but every single year, he was sitting there for 38 years. And when Jesus said, do you want to be made well? All he could say is, I can't get in that water fast enough. 
There's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm going to be lame like this forever. But even, even with his doubt and even with his misguided understanding, Jesus said, pick up your mat, roll it up and walk. This really helped me as a believer because a lot of times when you pray about healing for somebody, uh, at least for me, maybe, maybe this will help some of you, I always thought, man, well, what words do I say and how do I pray? And I put my hands on them, what do I say? All Jesus said was, pick up your mat, roll it up and walk. I can do that. You know, I can, if, so, but this is the gift of healing. Jesus gave, Je- the Holy Spirit gave Jesus the understanding that he was gonna heal this man. Again, the gift of faith is there. The gift of healing is there. He walked up to the man. Do you want to be made well? Da, 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 da. Get up and walk. How many of you would be open to do that? Would you be open to it? Would you take the risk? Look, I don't understand how it works or else it wouldn't be divine. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, why doesn't he heal everybody? And I think if I've, as I've matured, I've learned he does heal everybody. Everybody will be healed. If they're not healed here on earth, they'll be healed in heaven. You won't have sickness, you won't have disease. But I also believe he heals physically, he heals spiritually and emotionally on the earth as well. We should never stop praying for healing. For 38 years, this guy struggled. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've been struggling with a sickness for a long time. Look, I don't know why, I don't know how. Look, I don't know the formula. I can't tell you any of that. But there's a special gift that the Holy Spirit gives, and when he gives it, the healing will happen instantly, miraculously, divine healing. We should never stop praying the word of God. By his stripes, we've been healed. God sent his word to heal us. I don't know the whole picture, but I do know this. God is always faithful And if we tarry through earth and we don't receive our healing here on earth, guess what? You're going to receive it in heaven. And that gives me hope and it gives me assurance to keep praying regardless of what I think and what I see and what I know and what I understand. I still believe God will heal every person. And if he wants to heal on earth, look, I'm going to pray for healing right here on earth. I'm not, I don't know enough to answer all these questions, but I know he does know enough to answer all these questions. And I just want to encourage you. This is one of the gifts the Holy Spirit gives. And I also want to encourage you, Jesus, who could have, who did heal everybody uh, in crowds of people. I know he was God, but he was also man. But there's also a moment, not that he couldn't heal, but if you remember, he went into his own hometown. He wanted to heal, but because of their own unbelief, he didn't heal. So here we have Jesus, who's perfect, who didn't heal people in his own hometown because they didn't believe. Look, I I don't know how to tell you how this all works out, but I do know that Jesus always had a heart to pray and heal people, and we should too. And you never, ever know when the Holy Spirit's gonna drop that gift inside of you. So always be open, be ready, be asking. You know, last last Sunday, um, we were speaking about different gifts, discerning the spirits and knowledge and and wisdom, and uh, there was a gentleman here, and I that just happened coincidentally, not that there's any coincidence, but um, I went out to breakfast with him that very next week. And so um, anyway, I'm, I'm sitting with him and 
he tells me this story. Uh, he was telling, like I was wanting to know like his story about Jesus and how he got to Westridge. He's newer to the church. And so we were talking anyway, and I won't tell you his name because it's his story to tell, but, but he was telling me what God did. He said, you know, I was sitting in service last on Sunday and you were sharing and I had to go to the bathroom so I went to the bathroom but I came back and, and when I came back I uh, was listening to the word and I, I just was open to what the Holy Spirit was saying and I was receiving and all of a sudden something happened in my back. Now he had fallen and broken his back in many places and has, has chronic back problems um, but he said all of a sudden I felt, he goes, I don't know if it was bones but it felt like bones moving. He said, I don't know how to explain it but this is what happened. I'm sitting there and the Holy Spirit moved bones in my back, and he, sometimes he walks with a cane because he has a lot of back issues. And he said, since that day, I've been walking so much better. He walked into breakfast, no cane. He walked in, walking better. And he, he was so excited to say, praise God, I was sitting there, I'm open to what God's saying, and in the middle of your service, he healed my back. Bones just moved, I felt it, and I walked better out of that service that day. Praise God, that's the gift of healing. That's the gift of you. Now, I do have to apologize because we, we hear these stories a lot at the altars. People will be praying. Uh, not too long ago, someone had a really something with their shoulder, and uh, the altar teams prayed over it. It was healed instantly. Uh, I need to share that more with you, uh, but I, I'm just telling you that uh, the Holy Spirit hasn't stopped healing people. He hasn't stopped putting faith in people. He hasn't stopped doing what he does best. And so I just want to encourage you. I want you to open your hearts and be open and available uh, because if he gives you one of these gifts, faith or healing, I know you'll be blessed by it, but it's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. And you're gonna know that you know. All I can go back to is when I saw that man in Park with Parkinson's, and I've had many other instances since then, but I, I just tell you that because I didn't have much faith at that time. I, wasn't, I didn't know the word real well. But God doesn't define healing on that. He defines healing on you trusting and you believing and you being ready. And so open your heart to what he's saying, maybe even today. The last one is the gift of miracles, and I'm already over, so I've got to knock this one out. I'm just... 1 Corinthians 12.10, the definition is divine intervention that alters situations a great example of a miracle that I'll, I'll give you two. One is by just an average, I thought we needed this because you know, I, I give you Jesus all the, you know, for this whole series, I've been giving you what Jesus has done. But let me give you an example of an everyday guy in Acts chapter eight, verses four through eight. Uh, when, he's, when you talk about miracles, again, this is uh, a divine intervention that alters situations. This is totally divine and it alters situations. In Acts chapter eight, there's a guy, he's not an apostle, he's not one of the 12, but he's, he heard the message through the apostles and because of that, the Holy Spirit, he was saved and the Holy Spirit came upon him and watch what happens in his life in Acts chapter eight, verses four through eight. It says, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip, this is one of the guys, went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. Many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. And then verse 13, then Simon himself, there's a guy named Simon himself, also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and the signs and wonders that were done. I just want you to see that it didn't stop with the apostles. It continued on with a guy named Philip. 
And it continued on with many, many generations upon you. And it continues on with you. Believe for miracles. Believe for healings. Believe for the gift of faith. The Holy Spirit is still being sent from Jesus into the Father into believers. And those same fruits and gifts that has been given throughout Pentecost until today are still happening. John chapter 11, one of the greatest miracles ever seen, and you're gonna see every single gift wrapped up into this, uh, this miracle, right? I mean, at the end of the day, think about it. If somebody is healed, we're gonna say that's a miracle as well, right? So the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, all in one. Uh, here's, here's the, this is like uh, the top 10. This is probably number one, right? This is like one of the greatest miracles ever. John chapter 11, uh, Jesus walks into a city, meets Mary and Martha, and his, th- their brother had died, Lazarus. Passed away. I can't read the whole story, but let me give you a snapshot. So he walks in. He's been dead for quite, I think, four days in total. And Jesus walks up, and this is what happens. Verse 38 of, of uh, chapter 11. It says, Then Jesus, again groaning himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister, said to him who was dead, said, Lord, by this time, there's a stench. He's been dead four days. You roll that stone away. We're going down. It's going to stink in here. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? That's a conversation before, so you need to read the whole story. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Dead for four days. The greatest miracle of all time. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Or Lazarus, get up. Whatever your translation you're reading. The gift of faith. We know the gift of healing because if you're dead and you're alive, guess what? You need some healing in that process, don't you? The heart wasn't beaten. You weren't breathing, so there's got to be some healing there. And the gift of miracles, people just don't get up when they're dead four days in the grave. The gift of miracles. Listen, I think our head plays with us sometimes. Our flesh messes with us. The enemy messes with us. These are wonderful gifts. Please don't put a wall up and say, it's not for me, because... Paul and the Holy Spirit is instructing you, this is for every believer, for each one of us. We can't make it up. We can't make it happen. He'll, he's the owner and he'll distribute them to you and it'll be the perfect time and you'll know that it's God because it's divine. It's supernatural. It's not something that you could recreate. And so this morning, I just want you to open your hearts and uh, let me just end with this thought and we'll, we'll close up today because I know we've got a big life group celebration happening right after this. But let me just close with this thought. We talked about the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. When we talk about the gift of faith, we talked about a storm and how Jesus, by faith, just spoke in a storm, stop, look, maybe you're here today and that's you. It's not this physical storm that we saw in the Bible, but you got a storm happening in your life. There's craziness happening and it seems like there's no way out of this thing. 
Would you be open to someone praying over you? In fact, I'd encourage you, look, don't leave without praying with somebody. Remember, the gift of faith is given to someone else to give to you. And so I'm going to have some people up here. Our altar teams, you guys can come up and get ready, but they're going to be here ready for you. And I can't predict. I can't say, well, go to this one or that one. And it really doesn't matter. All I'm saying is if you're in a storm and you need prayer, look, step out because this is the way God always uses the church. He always uses his people. Look, maybe you're more comfortable with you know, Jacob and Abby. Maybe you know them and you want them. To, it doesn't matter. But look, just have the faith to say, hey, I'm struggling and I need, I need a word from God. I need a gift of faith in my life. I need God to speak into this situation, this storm. If that's you, look, be open. Just say, Holy Spirit, I need you. He can also heal you right there in your seat, just like that man I shared with last weekend. Hey, look, sometimes he uses people. Sometimes he does it just like that. I can't tell you how he does. All I know is is we got to say, God, I trust you. I need you. I'm willing to have someone lay hands on me. I'm willing to open my heart to you, whatever it is. Maybe you're here today in 38 years. Maybe that's you. I've been struggling for years, for years, for years. Please don't ever give up. Don't ever stop praying for healing. That one supernatural time, God heals you. And let me just say, you've been healed by God many, 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 many times in your life. You just don't give Him the glory for it because that cut heals itself, doesn't it? That sickness goes away, doesn't it? How many times has God healed you this year? You can't count them. There's also a divine healing that says, look, there's no answer. The doctors say whatever. And I, look, I'm forward. Look, we need doctors too. Jacob's a doctor. We've got Dr. Laux in the back. we got doctors in the house. We need to lean on other people too. But divine healing is supernatural. There's no answer. Even the doctors are profounded because God shows up an instant and will heal you. But you need to know that God created your body to heal itself. Why? Because he made you and he's the healer. That's why our bodies are so good, that healing, because he's the healer and he made us. But if you need a healing, maybe you're 38 years fighting with whatever, let's pray. Let's believe together. Could be today, I don't know. I'm not, it's not my gift to give to you, but I'm just saying, let's believe together. Maybe you need a miracle. Maybe something God spoke to you a long time ago seems like it's dead. Maybe it's like, Lazarus in the tomb laying there I'm so thankful we've got a miracle working God nothing's over till he says it's over but maybe there's something God needs to resurrect in your life I don't know what it is but he does but let's pray let's believe let's stand together stand your feet church I want to pray with you let's take a time and worship let's give our hearts let's focus our minds and our thoughts on God let's worship together but if you need prayer you can come at any time you can come now come during the song you come after service it doesn't matter whenever you're ready come but let's open our hearts to him and we would be honored to pray with you if you need any of those things if you need anything at all if you need to receive Jesus if you're here today and you haven't done that please come receive Jesus see that the blessing of God won't come upon you see that you won't leave here changed and new whatever it is look be open Lord I thank you for this church Lord this is my family it's your family these are your people your children. You created them all. You know them better than I do.
Lord, whatever they need, I pray you'd meet them right where they are. If it's faith, give them faith. If it's healing, give them healing. If it's miracles, give them miracles. Knowledge, wisdom, discerning of spirits, whatever it is, God, I speak over them. I pray the blessing of God over them. No weapon formed against us shall prosper because the Holy Spirit is here right now in most of us and many of us in this room right now. Your presence is here and I pray for the church. Lord, we're open to receive whatever it is you want to do. Thank you that you're always good to us. Always good to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said, let's worship. We'd love to pray for you whenever you're ready. Let's worship.